Hi, we're here at the Western Island Regional Meeting, and I'm here with Rana Minab. She is a PhD student in the lab of Dr. Bruce Vercher um, at UBC. And she has a very interesting poster here, Fecal Microbiome Transplantation and Type 1 Diabetes, something we're quite interested in the sugar science, particularly since we recently awarded some funding to a lab that is also focused on microbiome in type 1 diabetes, and that would be the Altinus lab out of Boston College. So thank you for talking to us. Um, can you walk us through this poster and, and just maybe some highlights from your work? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for um, letting me uh, to my research. So the research that I'm looking at currently is looking at fecal microbiome transplantation, or FMT, um, with regards to um, transferring human fecal samples into non-obese diabetic mice, so non-mice, which is a continuation or a side study to a clinical study that is being run currently in the Netherlands um, with uh, over 500 participants who are newly diagnosed with T1D. Uh, so initially, just a little bit of background as to why we're looking at this is uh, there are a lot of different factors that have been shown to affect gut, the gut microbiome as an environmental uh, factor leading to type 1. Possibly. Yeah, the diversity declines dramatically, correct, at diagnosis. Yes. And yes. even before that. Even before, we're trying to see if there is markers beforehand in which we use a therapeutic method. Um, and so in order to move it from a more dysbiotic state to a more symbiotic state, uh, FMT can be used to do that and uh, manipulate the gut microbiome in that way, therefore possibly either slowing down the progression of T1D or um, in further along using it as a therapy or a way of um, quote-unquote curative method before um, type 1 diabetes diagnosis. And there's not, um, there are other diseases that where this has had some good results, um, sort of like, you know, C. diff is one, yeah. but are there any other autoimmune diseases that where this has had results that are promising? Absolutely. Uh, one of the collaborators we work with, actually, the Valence Lab, Bruce Valence, uh, at the uh, BC Children's Hospital looks at colitis models and a lot of IBD models and autoimmune diseases. And this has, FMT has shown to be working quite well uh, with those models. So that's someone that we actually use um, his, his advice a lot on, on the model that we are using because this model hasn't been shown as much in type 1. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's taking off and it's great, but we didn't really have a lot of experience with uh, so in our pilot study, we only just looked at a healthy donor from a human uh, into mice, as well as just control, where we were able to show that there is going to be a shift in the gut microbiome of the mice to a more humanized, uh, humanized gut uh, phenotype, and therefore we were able to continue into showing that um, hopefully there is a difference between the type 1 diabetes incidence in the nod mice by using different fecal samples from humans with differing levels of type 1 diabetes. So we separated the donors into uh, what we call secretors and non-secretors. And the secretors are individuals who have some C-peptide level, which is a measure of their endogenous insulin production, versus non-secretors who, who have zero, basically, endogenous insulin. And our um, hypothesis here is that the FMT from the non-diabetic humans and those with slower progressing T1D will lower the diabetes incidence uh, in these mice. And so far, our first glucose tolerance test done with these mice that is currently happening right now is showing that, um, surprisingly, the mice who are getting secretor uh, fecal samples from humans are have better glycemic control, mm -hmm. which initially 
you know, you don't really expect. You either expect the control to be doing the best or the healthy mice to be doing the best because they're getting the healthy control uh, fecal sample. But so far, it doesn't look like that's the case. And, so, and even more so, the incidence of diabetes looks like the mice that are getting healthy FMTs have higher incidence so far. Interesting. Uh, which is so interesting because you would expect someone with a healthy gut would prevent diabetes incidence or the onset to be later on, uh, but that's not the case so far. Um, as of t uh, yesterday, there's actually one more mouse in the healthy group that is uh, diabetic. So it looks like about a third of the mice who are receiving healthy fecal samples are becoming diabetic. Maybe it's the human component. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rest of them are human too, so we're trying to figure out if maybe the, sec um, the secretors have some protective bacteria, but it, uh, we have to keep going with that study to see something that is interesting on this uh, front as well though is in the clinical study that was published in gut in 2021 by the um, clinical um, trial that's happening in the Netherlands is that um, the humans uh, who were uh, newly diagnosed with type 1 either received their own fecal samples or received healthy and they ended up doing better when they received their own fecal samples where they were off of insulin for about 12 months post FMT so if that's the case, it all kind of almost supports this finding if this keeps going and, and following the same pattern where possibly a healthy donor might not have the the bacteria that's needed to prevent the onset, whereas someone with type 1 might already have what is needed to be preventative, but maybe just not in the right area in the gut. Maybe they need to move it from a lower gut to duodenum, and that makes all the difference. Um, True. And so that's kind of one of the theories I have, as well as another theory is um, when you have your own fecal sample being given to you, there's less of a reaction, whereas when it's someone else's, there might be more of a more of a kind of donor um, reaction between the two. I wonder. Um, I wonder what would happen if you took an infant who has never been exposed to anything like antibiotics or anything like that, an infant fecal sample and transplanted that into mice just to pure I wonder what that might do that's that's a great question I, I thought about that a lot before I think even uh, for an infant uh, the, first of all a child's gut is very different from a human our, our gut changes a lot during puberty and later on as well it's affected hormonally a lot as well um, so that would make a huge, uh, that would be interesting to look at. But another thing is our, uh, an infant's gut is also affected during um, pregnancy. Gestation. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, I think no matter what, you're going to have some sort of effects. But I think a lot of those effects um, can take place earlier on. So one of the comments that I um, got for this poster a lot of times is um, to another side of the study is to look at the mice even earlier before they're weaned from their mother and see if it makes a difference earlier on because maybe by the time they're eight weeks old it's almost too late yeah. to make a difference. They're not as plastic to exactly. accept something. Exactly. Wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and what year are you in your study? I'm in, uh, starting my third year. Okay. So I have a couple years left still. Yeah. A lot well, of time to look at this. Yeah, this is fantastic. Well, we'll definitely keep an, an eye on uh, what you're doing here and um, congratulations to getting at this project so far. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to talk to you. Oh,